Hi friends and welcome. It's the holiday season and we're excited you're here to join us for this episode. A brief disclaimer, if you have young ears present, you may want to pop in some earbuds or listen at a later time. Some things in here we don't want to ruin for the holidays for the kiddos, but we have this as a fun discussion amongst each other. We hope you enjoy and we look forward to the new year. Hello, and welcome back to a very special episode of Union Break. It's the holiday season again, a time for rampant debt, forced conversation with strange relatives, tight pant belts, and for those of us who work during the season, a time to enjoy the silent echoey halls of the office while we spend our time wondering where it all went wrong with our vacation days. And for those of you without vacation days, just where it all went wrong. A time for pie, a time for joy, A time to visit Grandma's house with the heat set at 78 degrees. For some reason, nobody is complaining. But really, it's a time to remind everyone that you are, in fact, still alive and reminisce over the year's ups and downs. And then to be reminded of how little you're around for those ups and downs. But despite all of this, it still is the most wonderful time of the year. Because in spite of all these things... It's still special, you know? I mean, sure, Uncle Debbie did bring her famous butterscotch pie and you didn't get a slice, and that little cousin who seems to always be on something dropped two slices on the floor. It's fine. It's not like the Christmas candy bowl was all of a sudden swapped out for Satan's kibble. Reese's Pieces, that stupid mu- I can't- Who even eats that garbage? It's absolute garbage! Right. Everybody get all the noises out of your holes. How we all just prepared for that was great. (laughs) (laughs) All that was missing was a fart. Do you want to build an amazing podcast? Of course you do. And we're doing that right here. So we're not building snowmen. We're building a great podcast or a decent podcast at least. And the snow is not collecting, but it's certainly falling, which makes me very nervous. So welcome to Union Break. We've got Charles, the real Gnarls Nurek. Hey. We've got Travis. I swear to God, Alec, I do not want to hear about your fucking pizza stone brown. Hi, how are you? We've got Alec. A pizza stone, Travis, cost $10, okay? It's not a one percenter item. What the fuck's the matter with you, Banning? Pleasure to be here. <laughs> and then Nathan, cauliflower crust <laughs> is a fucking pizza, Travis. Huh. Don't be a bitch. Tibbet. Why am I, why am <clears throat> I the antagonist in all of these things? <laughs> Because I don't know. Actually, yeah. coming up with these was nightmarish for me. But <laughs> I took I took time. I really put thought into it, and it seems like the banter captured was good. I just want to make this known that I feel cheated. Well, so Charles, you didn't really put any had, effort into mine. Here's what I have for yours. Ready? <laughs> 
and I, I wasn't sure how you'd feel about this necessarily, but please let it be. Let me let me dawn you with this one. Ready? I have Charles Yikes Nurek. Solitary Yikes for me. Solitary Yikes. It's not bad. That's that's not. Bad. I I was gonna. I thought you were gonna do something in regards to the last episode when he kept trying to refer all of the fall things to spring <laughs> and it was going to be charles springtime nurek spring ahead man charles maple fall is behind a never fall behind flavor, not fall nurek yeah there you go it's perfect <laughs> oh my god speaking of fall flavors no um, we're not speaking about it i had a maple glazed donut with a pumpkin cream cheese filling diabetes it was, <laughs> it was it was it was really I, good though it was can amazing. i get a fucking yikes no you won't you might a, you might get one later delicious. all right i will say this for our concurrent listeners who have been listening to us the not a pizza stone a one percenter item has still been going on in the office oh. i i think we have this conversation i have this conversation with travis at least once on a week the reg. On the yeah reg. it's yep. it's it's documented it's yeah. never over for me i took a week off just to get away from it <laughs> This is this is an ongoing battle in our office. What will happen is Alec will be having a solid conversation point going on, and then Travis gets like triggered by something and goes, "Jesus Christ, Alec! It's it's almost like you're a freaking one percent or pizza stone. Why don't you go take that?" And then Alec will be like, "I'm telling you right now. Let me pull it up on my phone. I will show you a non one percent or pizza stone. I'll show you that it costs ten bucks. I've got it right here, and." And then I'm under my desk crying. <laughs> the, the second I gasp in to say something, I go like this. Travis looks at me and he rips into me. He's like, Nate, I don't want to hear about your fucking cauliflower pizza. And it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. So I start crying under my desk. It's, it's a whole I've seen it a hundred times. It's like I'm it's like I'm the Hulk, but with words. Yes, <laughs> you are. <laughs> and I enable this behavior. <laughs> Enab- enabled just by staying out of it. Yes. Hey, so uh-huh. uh interesting little uh Christmas story happening here. Yeah. Well, Christmas story intro slash maybe a little bit in between here. I wonder wonder how that pans out. Yeah, so this episode you guys are getting a little bit of a Christmas tale and we hope you thoroughly enjoy it because it it is only meant to make this podcast a little different, but a little more holiday-ish. And, you know, if you're choosing to listen to this at any family event to just get away or perhaps you're listening to it on the way to a family event before you, like, absolutely go off the rails you know we we're like hey let's let's add a little tale and and share that dysfunction resides everywhere during the holidays and yeah you are not alone everyone loves a christmas story i think what you guys are trying to say is that not the movie even though we're all different (laughs) we'll get to that we kind of all go through the same shit yeah it's almost like it's almost like What's that saying? Out of many, one people. It's crazy. I don't know. But anyway. I, I don't watch Star Wars. Uh, 
Believe in the me, the blue. Oh, I can't right, believe that. Please. I cannot believe that. That's that's for another day too. Another episode <laughs> of where we yeah. got it, Travis. It is. How many days that's have actually... I created just by my dissenting opinions? Ah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. Oh, let's let's put a poll Merry out there. Christmas. How many Here's enemies? Another. How many enemies is Travis making on this podcast by revealing these deep dark truths? About his absolute hatred toward the Star Wars franchise. God, we're, hatred. We're, right. Now, at first, it was just I haven't watched it. No, it's the hatred now. It's a hatred. <laughs> He's weaponized my dissenting opinion into an absolute. Well, hold up. Last time we talked to him, he seemed very open-minded to the idea of Star Wars. Though. I don't care what right? you say, Alec. He oh, has boy. a hatred. He punched <laughs> me in the gut out by my car like three times after that. And what? I was like blubbering like a baby. I was crying. I was like, yeah. I was on my knees. I'm like, please don't hit me. And then he hit me. He just knocked me out. And he's like, take that in your Star Wars. It's nuts. You don't want to get him angry. And I'd do it again. None of that actually happened. We actually had a very <laughs> fruitful discussion, and I think that fruitful discussion, you guys can look forward to the podcast. This is a joke. <laughs> but yeah, I, honestly, the this whole this whole discussion, we 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 talk. We're we're getting into the holidays, but we learn a lot about each other in the work environment. So. Things like the Star Wars thing, it's its a running joke that we just throw at each other, and you guys will get a taste of that. And you can look forward to that in, in 2022. So that's, that's an amazing thing. I cannot believe we're actually rolling into 2022. I feel Gross. like the last two years have been an absolute blur. But, you know, it's, look, it's, it's the holiday season. And we, we want to wish you all the best, the safest, and we really hope you enjoy this discussion, part one and part two. And I figure we should fly right into this whole thing. So, you know, obviously, the, the one thing that... What was that? Uh, that? That was a whoosh. That was my flying right into this thing noise. Yeah. Did it work? It was like his turkey gobble. Did it sound? I mean, cool? yeah, it yeah, caught, it caught me off guard. That was a uh, that was cool. Fuck yeah. yeah! For those who celebrate Christmas, perhaps I don't know. Be I know of families who celebrate multiples, so I just want to make sure I throw out some acknowledgement toward those who celebrate Hanukkah. We really hope that you're enjoying the holidays as well. In in particular, I think the one common thing have here is that we mostly celebrate the tradition of Christmas and so tied to that are the trees and I have to ask the the preferential of everybody are are you a real tree person or a fake tree person real and yeah, real all the way it's re real <clears throat> we used to have a real tree in our house, and I, I totally said that I would get this information before this podcast aired. I lied. Uh, it was either my older brother or me when we were very young, like a, like a small bean. And my mom was home alone with us, and uh, they just brought the real tree in that day. They were decorating it, and then 
what either me or my brother got like real like was like having trouble breathing and stuff like that we were actually allergic to the tree one of us like, like interchangeable between us and my mom actually ended up taking the tree ornaments and all because she figured out it was the tree and yeeted it out the front door <laughs> <laughs> so my dad came home working over working a night shift to the christmas tree fully decorated chucked out the front door and my mom panically like sweeping up away all the pine needles so since then it's been a fake tree yeah that's understandable so I, I we had a real tree now for maybe like one year but um you were good it was fine i mean it was like yeah it, i grew up out of a lot of my allergies so if it was me i'm good oh, gotcha. but uh it, it was fine i mean i i didn't really notice the difference i i, I know it's like oh there's a whole big difference but I mean, it smelled a little piney in the house. There was sap everywhere. <laughs> Not fun. I, Have you ever tried to wash sap off your hands? It similar, sucks. similar story, but different. Um, when I was a kid, uh, first Christmas, first couple Christmas trees we had, my mom used to get a real tree um, as well, and she would decorate it up, and she would use tinsel and all this other stuff. Well, me being, you know, or two and on the move, whenever. A kid does that. I crawled my ass over to the tree and ate a bunch of tinsel, um, thus resulting in bedazzled diapers, diaper treats for mom to find later. She was absolutely mortified, thought that I had absolutely torn up my intestines by eating tinsel. She considered not getting a real tree anymore, but then just decided to forego the tinsel. So it wasn't as um maybe as your story i don't know if that would be considered cool but none of it's cool um i don't know I there's pretty wild holly jolly christmas than uh filled diaper tinsel I dookie i gotta yeah. say glitter glo gloop is all the rage these days so glitter i feel like you're right in line oh yeah well then my 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 diapers would have been the og glitter gloop <laughs> there you go yeah i I grew up mostly with fake trees. Uh, I became an adult. We got, we started picking up real trees. This year, we we phased away from that because of several reasons. So, uh, are a thing. My pets love if there's a live tree in the house. Try to destroy that thing. But the the fake trees, they seem to ignore and the i i also worry about them drinking the water from the bottom you, of the tree as well have you tried putting yeah. a gate around it that's what we did yeah it it, it, it comes to a veil I have small kids too so they'll uh, one of which you guys know is the living embodiment of the george of the jungle oh yeah <laughs> he, yeah he'll he'll barrel through that gate he will find a way to break it down yeah so he has a he has a great future ahead of him, that's for sure. But yeah, it didn't really make much sense for us to have it anymore. I did thoroughly enjoy like you get that cool breeze coming off of it too, which was unique. You know, if you go toward the bottom of the tree, there's almost like you could you can catch it kind of breathing, which is pretty neat. But yeah, fake fake is where we're at now. Uh, we're gonna go back to real potentially, but you know, I, I also don't up lights anymore, which is great. 
Oh, you have the ones with the lights built in. Yes, yes. You fancy I feel ones. like if you're going to do a fake tree, you might as well do that just because, you know. Yeah, I like hanging up the lights, though. That's like I, I do, too. So, so the same, but... You guys like that... hanging up the lights? Yeah. yeah, that's like the that's like a big part of the Christmas tree. Yeah, like, you thing. put the tinsel. I like hanging up the ornaments. I don't know about well, the lights. Like the lights thing. are a pain in the ass. <laughs> I think skirts, it's the whole the process. Getting them oh, off is another nightmare. My, Taking my, the lights off is. It's easier to put the lights on when the tree is still outside. You can have someone hold the end of the tree and then someone hold the other end and then just rotate it. And then have a third person just move we, the string down so that way the lights I don't just string wrap it. around it. That's, that's not that's also not as ideal as you would think, because if you didn't string it the right way, if you end up putting it where there's not enough slack, you could have a gap in the tree in that area. You'd have to put the lights on when it's already in the room. Because like if, oh, if you I was just saying if well, you no, I mean, if it you, if you, outside. Yeah, but if you know like if you've already done it, I mean that works that way. Yeah. I prefer to do it inside the house just while I'm with the lights like kind of plugged in a little bit so you can Yeah, so you can see, see where the... the light plays on the tree, you know? Yep, I'm the same way. My least favorite like... part about the decorations is just bringing them up from the basement. Like I'm uh, if they were just there, like if someone brought them up I'd be like, "Sweet, I'll put these up now." But Yeah. I dream of Gene them up upstairs, you know. Basically, if I could wiggle my nose or my junk and have them I think magically that's appear. Witch. Well, you're, I you're said my junk. Your... No, that's Beetlejuice. No, I said yeah. my junk. Well, whatever. No, I, 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 where he says, nice, nice fucking model. <laughs> and Crash's junk. <laughs> 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 Anyways, if I could wingle. Wingle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it would be easier if they were up uh, just in front of me and I would put them up. But, you know, if yeah, I we... wingle my dangle and it wasn't such a strangle to bring them up the. Stairs, right. Actually, if the angle of the dangle was equal to the cubic of the pubic, then we would be straight. Is that middle yes. uh, middle out? Yes. Got Ladies it. and um, gentlemen, and that is my last episode of this podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it wasn't the argument at the cauliflower pizza. It wasn't the pizza stone. It wasn't anything like that. It was the dick jokes. It's That's the dick jokes. It's strap in. Um, <laughs> I have no more. Uh, but talking about this earlier, uh, either via te- oh, I think it was via text, and Nate and myself were talking about it. And um, this year, obviously, if you're going out Christmas tree shopping for real trees, um, it's a battleground out there. Okay, I've only been to one oh. place, so um, I will say this before I say the catchphrase of the podcast here: This place that I went to is Zen of them, so I'm not even going to specify as to which one, just because it gives me that much more wiggle room. Um, they have a great um, uh, environment there. There's reindeer there. There's, you know, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. They got hot chocolate. They had apple cider donuts. It was a, it's an awesome place to go if you just want that vibe or if you have kids. Um, and I were scoping it out because we're trying to find places in the area where we can start bringing our kids. And this place is awesome for that, except mild disrespect to Zen Tree Farms. They had absolutely nothing. And I know it's probably because of this year and the season and the way things are, but that place was barren. I mean, they had dozens of acres of of tree room to grow trees and they were gone. And the ones that were there were 
it's just they weren't ready. It takes six to eight years for a Christmas tree to grow into the right size. And that's if the branches fill out the way that they're supposed to. Um, there was nothing, man. I mean, I saw every conversation between families as we walked by was, well, I guess, um, you know, I guess we can just do it this way. It's going to be a little different this year. And that's fine. And that's awesome. It's great to make sacrifices if the trees weren't $75 a piece. <laughs> yeah. And so and yikes. that's, that's, so we went and left without getting a tree and I'm this year considering getting a fake tree in the event of things like this happening where, wow. you know, it, it, it just gets fiscally irresponsible to, to, cause you know, I'll pay $75, especially for that atmosphere. I mean, that alone is price of, not, not exactly price of admission, but, Cut that in half. You're paying for that that part of it. If you had a kid, um, there was the selection just wasn't there, and I'm not. I couldn't get. I couldn't do it myself to spend seventy five dollars on a Charlie Brown tree. And just so everybody oh, knows, you're a one percenter is... on trees. Yeah, I'm a tree snob for sure. Tree snob, I'd believe it. I'd believe just so it. everybody kind of gets a grasp too of where this is coming from. The Boston Globe posted an article on November eighteenth regarding a Christmas tree shortage. And what they're saying is that many of the local Christmas tree farms to cut trees down that they normally would have left. And they wanted to let customers know that there's going to be trees and your your tree height is going to be lessened. The under totally wrong about this, but I thought that the reason there's a run on these farms is because of a shortage of fake trees. I could be very much wrong about that, but also they're saying that there's a. I'm going to directly quote Boston Globe again. It's a they they call it a quote record breaking demand for Christmas trees that they had in 2020. So yeah. in 2020, I don't know who's out there buying all the trees, but my God, man, like that's nutty. It's, it's, it's so wild. And I mean, but even I, last year, they had a good supply. I mean, even going into late December, did we, well, that's what they were saying. Well, you could find them. Well, that's what they were saying, though, was 2020, though, that year they had a run on trees. So even if Home Depot had live trees out for long gone and dead by now, you know, so you're not going to. Oh, are you saying they dipped into this year's trees last yes. year? Yes. Yes. Oh, OK. Makes sense. So, yeah, there's there's that that's that's happening. And happy that I went and got a fake tree because when I went and got our tree for this year. Uh, and hopefully more years to come when I went to get that tree, there was slim pickings. So yeah, there's was... a bunch of them. It's not the Christmas trees are still out there. I'm looking on Amazon. Now they are, the but there they are. But when you, if you walk into a store, it's slim pickings. Like yeah. I'm not even, I'm not even going on the Zon. You know what I mean? I toss it in the car roll home that was basically Wait. my aim you know so, uh, our local uh fire department sells christmas trees uh for a little bit of, district, of, right? yeah 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 shout out to them 
uh, we wound up getting our tree from Lowe's last year uh, just because we waited until literally the last second and uh, got a tree. So mild disrespect to the district. On... <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were, they were already sold out, you know, by the time we were like, oh, shit, we got to get a tree. Uh, I mean, there's. I, I was going to cut of... one down this year, but not for seventy-five bucks. I'm, they can cut it down well, for Jason, me for seventy-five bucks. Well, you could get so. That's the thing is, cut your own were seventy-five, and the ones that they had pre-cut were also seventy-five. So there was no savings <laughs> for getting the pre-cut ones. Um, and I didn't even look at the pre-cut ones because you know part of the experience for me, part of the experience for of it is going and picking it, uh, cutting it down yourself. Jason found some places to go out to in Southwick, Mass. It was about between 40 and 60, depending on the height of the tree. I'm looking just for like a seven-footer. And there was, there was you could find some seven-footers out there, but they were Charlie Brown from yeah. like top to bottom. Tomorrow afternoon, you're responsible to grow trees and cut them down. Absolutely not. Because everything that they cut down, they're going to replace it. Yeah, but there's a process in cutting them down. There's, there's waste and there's work involved in, in that. So you have to figure where is that offset? I mean, at that point, if they're taking off branches and stuff like that, it's just going to decay and go into the earth. Though. Sure, but with the machinery, it has to be green machinery. So it can't be run on fossil fuels. I mean, at that point, I guess you're saying like... I mean, but that would like, mean, yeah. About, I, like cutting it down like chainsaws and stuff right, like that. Right, right. I mean, there's plenty of I mean, battery Some people do bring saws to cut those bad boys down. I saw those people, and I was I thought that was so dumb. They provide you it, the handsaw. It's a yes. six-inch base. So they, it, it floored me to see people doing that. Yeah, it's like so you, point, you have such a um, small member hanging between your legs. You got to bring your Husqvarna $400 fucking... <laughs> chainsaw just to be like all right kids watch daddy cut this six inch fucking tree <laughs> but wait i thought we were just talking about like mass production we well, are we are talking we, about we are but also when you had brought up individuals the are cutting it down i guess i'm thinking like the small farms because at that point i imagine the hand saws they provide and they keep it green it's the people that i mean mass production is like you can you can scratch what i said about the we, we uh, were talking about the, the, the process piece then because you're just going to have people come and cut their own trees down if you're talking about that then yeah that's totally fine do it right but so and i find fault in the argument of the you know well if it's mass production and there's going to be machinery involved that's using fossil fuels then it's not you know then it's not uh, environmentally friendly so then every farmer is not environmentally friendly because <laughs> nobody's out there using a solar powered uh or, or tiller out in their fucking field doing rows of corn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, at what, where do you draw the line on, on environmentally friendly as opposed to the regular standards that we have already for farming? Farming is the, is the worst anyways to even bring that up. Right. You know, the processes that are involved in fucking uh, chemical fertilizers. Oh my God, I, man. I tend crazy. to side with Alec because you're, you're cutting and you're replacing and every six yeah. to eight years there, they're bringing, they, you know, they they're just little oxygen wells, right? I mean, so you're growing. I just did the quick maths, and it's saying a pine tree absorbs about 0. 0.13 tons per day in CO2. So, I mean, if it's on average, if you're saying they're growing for eight years, is how long they're growing them. I mean, yes, it's saying eight. it's saying each tree here is 379 tons. Yeah, that's great. Planted. So, I mean, obviously, it's 
a small pine tree grown big. So I doubt, I'm wondering if those rates are probably for like a full grown pine. So yeah. like, let's be gentle and knock it off half. I mean, each tree taking out 150 tons of CO2 out of the air. I mean, I, it depends on the big operation they're using. You know what I mean? I don't know what yep. the grand total is for CO2 emissions. Or what, yeah. I mean, what the estimate is. There's no way That's... to actually measure it. It's... Well, I don't think Christmas tree farms are affecting it nearly as much as anything else out there. Certainly not. At least, at least Christmas tree farms are kind of helping because they're growing something that is taking it out of the air. That's yeah. what, that, my argument is like, at least they're, do, they're growing something that's taking it out of the air. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, how you just your Christmas tree is also another thing as well. Give it to the goat farms. Yeah, goat farms are the best way to go, yeah. but like sometimes, you know, garbage places will have collection on the side of the road, and I've seen people leaving their mm -hmm. Christmas trees with their Walmart bulbs oh. on, on the tree still on the side of the road, and like that defeats the whole fucking purpose. Those I people, mean, they should be jailed. Even if, even if they were, the, the garbage place were to take that tree and dispose of it properly, they can't even do that anymore because your dumbass left all the plastic hanging on the side of it. At a minimum, they should be fined for littering. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, actually, 100%. according would... to improper disposal of garbage. Actually, according to uh, the Travis, BBC. Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, well, on the goat farm thing, it's actually funny you mentioned that because if a goat eats it and produces it into like shit or something like that, it produces methane instead of CO2. But methane is actually 80% times worse than carbon dioxide. So, <laughs> so don't bring it to goat farm. <laughs> goat farm may not be the best option. Tree, damn it. They're saying, though, that, uh, and they being the BBC, that those trees have a smaller carbon footprint than fake ones. And this is interesting. The planted new trees for every one that they have chopped down. They say uh, up to 10 are planted for every one tree that's cut down. The other mm. thing is with a fake tree, uh, most of PVC plastic, which that hazardous waste and contributes to airborne pollution. So I'm, I'm gathering that this, well, this year and the next couple of years, I'm unfortunately hurting the environment by having a fake tree. Yep. But yeah, I had but to play. How do you feel? How do you feel? Oh, also, Travis, on the. I don't feel, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Alex? Um, uh, Travis, I just wanted to let you know as of February 19th, 2020. Uh, you went for forty percent more methane emissions than we previously estimated. Dude, so eating your Christmas tree would actually be pretty bad. I'm in the I'm in like the ninety eighth percentile too. I'm sure of that. Can <laughs> can confirm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, if I'm I'm worse than a Christmas tree farm, that's a plastic tree probably. So I'm probably hazardous waste in the end too. Since we're talking <laughs> about humans. Uh, humans contributing to methane production. <laughs> what are your must-haves for Christmas dinner? Oh, 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 that segue. <sighs> so I have a kind of off one. Well, it's food, but it's also a tradition. So it's like a little, well, little of this, a little of that. Um, every morning, Christmas morning, 
we do um, uh, as as the breakfast of, of choice for cinnamon rolls and coffee while we open presents in the morning. That's cute. Um, and, and, <laughs> thank you. I, I, I pride myself for my cuteness. Um, but then for dinner, I don't... I mean, it's going to sound very similar to what I said for Thanksgiving. I don't really have... I mean, it's, if, if ham, I would prefer on Christmas. Would be ham. Um, you guys have anything else? That's very similar to what you said on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm on board with the oh. ham, but I'm not against turkey. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Uh, something nice and fancy, like a prime rib or uh, a leg of lamb. Some, something fucking nice. Girls, you brought up roast beef in a conversation, and I was yeah, man. absolutely prime, prime like, that sounds amazing. I came yeah, across this recipe on, I think it was on Tasty. The recipe was you take the whole prime rib roast and you coat it in this garlic butter, like you completely coat it, um, and then you let it sit in the refrigerator overnight, and then you stick it in the preheated oven at 500 degrees. Um, after 10 or 15 minutes, you turn the oven off, and you just let it naturally come down in temperature um, for like hours, and it'll go perfectly... Uh, uh, medium rare. Oh. And, uh, this, and, yeah, this man, and this man's calling out me for diabetes for having a donut. He's based in a whole front. No, it, it's butter. meat, man. It's meat. It's natural yeah. MSG. It's the greatest thing <laughs> on this planet. Charles is on the biggest MSG kick. I think Shout I've out ever out to heard. Uncle Roger. MSG uh, is the king MSG. of flavor. MSG and bumping along. He puts it in his Cheerios in the morning with it at night before he goes to bed msg is in this man's everything msg it hasn't it hasn't left my head since the day charles said msg in the office and i was <laughs> i was done i was like and it's been stuck in my head ever since like i for some reason msg is just sitting there in my brain like a tiktok song you know i'd love i'd love to see him go at it with the surgeon general and just be like so why do you keep saying msg is bad okay msg is the best thing that's ever happened in the lands of m's s's and g's <laughs> i mean so real quick right msg is not bad okay uh... <laughs> So just because just because there was so we're a doing scientific it. there was a we're gonna kind of kind of do it we're doing so, it. right <laughs> I just know a little bit of the history here do there it was a, there was a Chinese American <laughs> um, scientist who got sick after eating at a Chinese restaurant in the United States and he blamed it on MSG and it went viral for its time. Uh, I think it was in the 70s, 70s or 80s when this happened, um, spurred the whole uh, almost that time frame's cancel culture for Chinese food and MSG and it's bad for you and blah, blah, blah. It contains less sodium than table salt. So if you're worried about sodium, MSG is fine from that perspective. Um, it's all about moderation. And what its purpose is. It's the flavor enhancer. It adds the umami taste. Uh, the umami sensation to your meal. It makes shit taste better. 
Although, don't put it on shit. Put it on actual food. In moderation. <laughs> That's the key. Can you can you put MSG on a dessert? Um, Would you want an flavor on a what kind of dessert so here's a cool on? dessert i don't know if msg would be the answer on here but uh chocolate chip cookies with bacon in there oh god yeah and that bacon is seasoned you with fry the up MSG? some yeah well you fry up some bacon well no bacon is just it's the candy of meats so it goes great in a dessert <laughs> tell me more the msg <laughs> coded dreamland that you of which you live in I, well no i'm so fascinated I hear, by i want to hear the other side now i want to i have the so bad. Side. i i don't think i don't know why we can't have it you we, have made, we certainly can have it i just bought it okay but why longer in china i mean you just explained why and i hear you but it's this disagrees i don't know why stigma. i think the chinese restaurant that, I, that we order from uh, I think they're in there. Do they have to say when they use it? Are they not allowed to? Like, what's the that's, rules that's on the MSG? Because you see so many there that list no MSG. Yeah. And then other ones, when you get the actual ingredients list, it says contains MSG. But you don't okay, get the I'm... ingredients list when you order from a Chinese restaurant. You just get deliciousness in a box. You get, you get sass and you get asked to say what number and yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm going to start taking a survey when I get Chinese, and I'm going to start asking uh, yeah. if there's MSG, because I would love to get a good cross-section of yeah. where that's present. That'd be a good little uh, little snippet, a little new goot boofing episode where we sit down and try Chinese have MSG and don't have MSG. Yeah, yeah. that would That'd be, be nice. Very intriguing little... See if we can... The difference and see who gets sick the next day. Yeah, it's probably going to be me. I was going to say, usually Chinese food and I, it's like hand in hand, but I'd never mm. freaking sue a Chinese place for it. I know what I'm that food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I often get the same thing when I order Chinese. Speaking of Chinese, perfect segue. Hi. Uh, for Christmas dinner. Uh, uh, at my mom's house, we've done uh, Chinese on Christmas Day. It's been um, we used to have Christmas Eve at my uh, grandparents' house, which was very small, so we couldn't really cook and have everyone there. And there's a Chinese place up the road that's like really good. And uh, since we're still near them at my mom's house where we celebrate, ever since then we've been doing Chinese on Christmas Eve, that's which is funny because they know us. And every time we do it, we obviously give like a big tip because everyone puts in money now and like we all like, you know, kick a little couple bucks their way. So um, they actually know us and they'll give us like free wonton soups, free red meat with our orders, free this, free that. And we'll get like extra stuff on it because, you know, we're ordering for like a little like a, a little family gathering. Nice. They'll give away free stuff to us and they, they expect us. <laughs> it's so fiscally responsible. It's not. <laughs> I remember we said last time, and I said how it wasn't because it, it's it's fiscally responsible because everyone's kicking in money. But before we were all old enough to put money into it, definitely not for the parents to have to pay for all that. Get six poo poo platters, please. Thank you. Oh no, it's a whole thing. This, that, this, and that. You know what I mean? 
draw knotted noses for who's going to order that. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. On the phone for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And they keep going, okay, anything else? Okay, anything else? <laughs> Every okay, time. anything else? Okay, <laughs> anything else? <laughs> God, please let me go away from the phone. It's like every drive-through ever. Honestly, yeah. At, once you get past four things, they'll just hit you with the uh huh, uh huh. Are you going the distance? Got it. Yeah. All right, I'll stop wasting my breath then. Alec, I also enjoy John uh, Christmas Eve. My boy. Mm-hmm. And you know, actually, linking into what Travis said, not um, we do have breakfast plans for Christmas Day. Usually it would be at my mom's house and sometimes stay over Christmas Eve into the day, um, Christmas day. But we would have, um, we'd just come back, leave and come back Christmas morning at my mom's house. We'd open presents. And as we were kind of done, we would have pancakes, uh, the bacon, sausage, eggs, and, you know, the whole strawberry sauce, whipped cream, the whole nine yards. Damn, dude. Yeah, it's Christmas breakfast right there. That's awesome. That's such a, I, I'm like... Breakfast, breakfast is breakfast mm. is the best meal of the day and i don't care what anyone says it's literally the best yeah. um i respect a good well you have to and buffet bra- i mean i love our cinnamon rolls thing but like dude if i had a big spread that would be sweet too you know what you need an electric griddle they're cheap yeah i had they're one very gr- good my mom had one growing up as a kid and that uses the clients and Travis wants nothing to do with it <laughs> you know what I would? You know what I would do though? And I would try and find one that I could sit across two burners, and then and just use with my gas stove, like a metal thing with walls on it. That way I can clean oh, it or put it in the. Just get yeah, a sheet of stainless yeah. steel. Right. Put some yep. fucking handles on there. Yep. Bam. That's what I would. I would do. Gangster. That. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Have I ruined the appliance? Because then it's not an appliance; it's a dish. <laughs> oh my god uh transformers so what, about pizza? what about our dishes <laughs> why don't you get like a like a granite stone or something like that they could heat up fuck you and your stones okay what are you, what are you talking about Trent? i know where this are is you going. talking about alec are you talking about some form of stone that you could put in your oven and the only I'm stone i get in my life i think about it now you could put it in the oven you could put it in the oven now that I think about hey, it. Hey, you don't actually. say yeah. you could cook something like a pizza on this, Stone. Huh? I'm leaving. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, you could <laughs> cook pizza on this. Uh, I think you could combine those two words of what you could do with it, and you might even call it like a, a goodbye. Stone you, but you're not isolating. Sayonara. You're not. Maybe a pizza baking stone? Farewell. <gasps> Ah. <laughs> what about a pizza stone? That'd be a good name. But then for you're it. focusing oh, the man. object on one particular function. Like it, yeah, it only do does so many that. Things. You could do breads on it. It's just like the crispier thing. Not I feel just like... hot stone. Mm, hot I'm stone. Gonna, I'm bringing in coal for a all baking of you. stone. A baking stone <laughs> would be a good one. Stone. I'm gonna sure. take a shit in each and every one of your desks. I'm gonna be Nate, I know you house. have nothing jokes. to do with this, but I'm gonna. I'm still doing it. Jokes on you, my <laughs> jack. Thank you. I appreciate you. For I don't want you to out. feel left out. Thank you. Yeah, you're I appreciate welcome. that. So let's get out of this nightmare <laughs> of cooking <laughs> on in the oven, and let's talk about dessert. Let's wrap this discussion about food with dessert. I want to know. 
do you have a holiday specific? Um, or is there a dessert tradition that you have? I would like to say one thing for all the listeners who heeded Travis's woes last episode about pecan pie. He did eat his pecan pie this year at Thanksgiving. He did get his Thanksgiving mm-hmm. pecan pie. I was so a very happy, a happy boy. Ending. Somewhere in this. And I would say, again, pecan pie would be an acceptable dessert for Christmas for me. (laughs) I'll I'll double up on pecan pie. I will be pursuing a pecan pie for Christmas. Um, I got got to put put the thought in your brains. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, A butterscotch pie is pretty good around Christmas. Um, Say what now? A butterscotch cream pie. What's that? I, Sounds like why is like a complete and total asshole. Why? Why it's, is my chest hurting thinking about <laughs> such a fucking thing? So <laughs> I, I haven't had this in a very long time, but it was like the reason why Sammy would show up <laughs> to her uh, extent. It wasn't her yeah, mom. Sure. It was like the extended extended family. So aunts, uncles, grandmas. She would go for her grandma for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of her aunts would always bring. Uh, a butterscotch cream pie and literally the first time we went over there we were driving from they lived out in terryville uh and we were driving from simsbury to terryville and for the whole 35 minute drive uh uh, was this butterscotch (laughs) cream pie so like i had never had it like you guys so and it's like, super it, hyped. <laughs> I was like, it can't be that. And, and it was. It was super hyped for me. I mean, it was the only thing talked about for the whole ride. So I'm like, all right, yeah, it was butter. I'm not, I'm not even really into butterscotch. Like, makes me think of old, you know, old people candy. Oh, you know, like, candy yeah, it makes me think of an old lady in a movie theater unwrapped or in a wrapper. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And <laughs> so we show up. Sammy's in a panic because she doesn't immediately see the pie. Um, most the aunt hadn't arrived, <laughs> and uh, she showing up, she has the pie. Now, it was a mat like she was like waiting for the right time to like stone. Oh look, the pie's here! She saw it, and as soon as we got to it, um, and she she was like, "Here, I promise you, if you don't like this, we will leave right now." And I was like. I get to go home and sleep because this was like, you know, we would go on the rounds. We would see everyone's family and they were on they were like the last trip and we would leave there by seven or eight o'clock or they were the first trip and there by seven or eight o'clock. So um, wow. this thing made me stay. I wow. stayed and I wanted to eat. I was trying very hard. What is it? It is butterscotch. Cream. Butterscotch. It is pie. a butterscotch oh, cream pie. Cream yeah. pie. I, yeah, I'm gonna is try it like and... butterscotch pudding, like with the. That's what I'm envisioning. Yeah, like I'm. I'm trying to like figure the out the Jello like, butterscotch what, what pudding. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get it for you. Tell me, it's um the fucking Jello butterscotch pudding. There's no. G- it's I'm not. Saying, I mean, I, whatever. Not Jello, but Jello brand. Give me, pudding. give yeah. me the Jello brand butterscotch pudding in a graham cracker oh. and I'm sold. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give you the ingredients. If that. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two cups now milk. I'm... Third cup all-purpose flour. A cup of brown sugar. Quarter teaspoon of salt. Three egg yolks. So you're making a custard kind of thing here. Yeah. Uh-huh. But 
you end up whipping it into the cream. So it's like this one custard cream butterscotch flavored combination. Three tablespoons of uh, mm-hmm. melted butter, a half a teaspoon of vanilla extract, the egg whites, and the egg whites is what you use to make the cream. Uh, okay. A quarter teaspoon cream of tartar, two tablespoons of confectionery sugar, and the pie crust, which you could use, like Nate said, either or. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work going it, that pie. Same, this is very similar to the banana cream pie, except they take it one step further by you're mixing the custard and the cream, and that's it's a lot, but it's yeah. it's so good for one time a year. It's worth. Um, so I would say if I were to pick two pies, I mean, I would still pick pecan over that just because I'm a nutty buddy boy, but the butter, the butterscotch one is up there and, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. If I might throw my hat into the ring here about one thing and it's a cookie, believe it or not, (laughs) it's the snicker doodle. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. My mom used to make those. So... And I can't envision. And so, like, the thing is, is it really takes me back to uh, the holidays because my grandmother would make these snickerdoodles and make a giant Tupperware bucket of them. And I would just have that. I'd, and I would even be like, no, you know, barely anybody took those things. So I'd ask my grandma, I'd be like, can I take those home? And she'd be like, yeah, absolutely. You love these? I was like, I love them. And she would make them for me. So definitely, it just, maybe it's like a nostalgic thing. It always makes me think about my grandmother when I have a snickerdoodle, which yeah, is yeah. a nice, that's a nice thing to have. She's still alive. She's still alive. It's often cool thing to like to have that and associate those thoughts yeah for sure but it it definitely tied me into the holidays you could you could throw pies all day all that stuff but for some reason that snickerdoodle cookie just screams holiday dessert to me you know a couple of those oh, absolutely mm-hmm. good you know that is a that's a banger mm. of a cookie. I, I actually forget because Christmas cookies are a thing, yep. uh, and yeah. and I always forget about that. Um, you guys ever get the roll that you slice up and you bake the cookies? The the sorry, what again? Though? It's like, like a, the Swiss yeah, roll thing. I, yeah, yeah, something something like that. It's uh, I think it's Pillsbury that makes them. That's it's, also it, a thing. Christmas rolls are like Christmas, like cuttable. It's a log of, yeah. of cookie dough that you slice up and then you bake the slices and they fucking expand into cookies. Yeah, that's a thing. I'm I high, think but I'm not that high. No, you're, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, those are bomb. Uh, there's also, there's also like, you could, people make like Christmas rolls where they'll wrap. It's almost, it's like a, a bakeless kind of cookie dough thing that's wrapped in with like a bunch of other sweet stuff. Mm. They're like, they're like rolls of, I've seen people make these before. I can't exactly remember what it is, but I have a rest. One of the cookies that I make usually is like a double chocolate. It's like a Hershey's chocolate cookie base with uh, like 
uh, vanilla frosting and a Hershey Kiss on top. I think they're called they're called something like <laughs> you're gonna laugh. They're called like something kisses. They're impossible kisses or forever kisses, and I can't remember what they're called. But they're either way, they're something like that. Um, those are banging. Them fucking Girl Scout cookies. I, I wish I could get them year round. I gotta, I gotta freeze them next time they come around. Yeah. Double down are on you, the order and freeze half. Are you called uh, Travis? Were those Lady Kisses? Lady Kiss cookies? I'm For literally looking it up now because I called them the wrong. I called them. The, they're not what I said. They're was also for some reason falls <laughs> under a holiday cookie for me. They are. Are your that's the peanut butter cookie dough with a Hershey kiss in the middle. Yeah, that that's okay. That's a thing. So it's kind of like that, but instead of the one that I make, it's just chocolate. It's double chocolate. It's chocolate vanilla frosting, and then the Hershey kiss gets pushed down into the yeah to the cookie. Yeah, I follow. That's cool. But the the peanut butter one's the OG. That one's awesome. Yeah. So dessert. Is quite a of a if we're talking about uh, gifts, right? W- w- where do you guys stand with gifting etiquette? Is there such a thing? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there is uh, whether or not there should be is another thing. I feel um, like it's honestly <laughs> depending on who your group is and who you're gifting to i feel like you each person has their own individual rules and stuff like that of what they like and what they don't like and how the game's played in a way right each group of participants like you you know what you're getting yourself into beforehand if, if we're talking gift etiquette i always get taken back to the episode of the office where they do white elephant <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, and Michael Scott buys the three hundred and fifty dollar iPod video. Yes, and and then what's her name does like does like homemade mittens, and like Michael's just pissed about it getting homemade yeah, mittens. Like, <laughs> just he could not. That's take... why we don't do gift exchange in the office. Oh man, it's. I'm, I'm just kidding. You. We can do that. I was gonna say as long as you as long as no one's Michael Scott in that scenario, it would go fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not. We're not supposed to exceed ten dollars. Excuse me. How do you guys feel about Secret Santa? What are your thoughts on that? Do you like it? I um, mean, so I've seen it done different ways, where people will write down. So, like, like people will write down something that they would want that was under ten dollars, and then they that would be associated with their name. Names would get put in a hat, then they would get drawn from the hat, and then. Basically, someone else would be buying that person the thing that they wanted, which I've never understood that. If you were a secret Santa, then you're that just yeah, no. just guarantees there, that you're going to get what you want. You're just not going to know who buys it for you. Well, there's the missing piece at the end, because I thought someone else was supposed to receive it. And then they had the choice to give it to you because you really wanted it or you could let them keep it. So I think you're you're like creating some mutants crossbreed of white elephant and secret Santa. 
um, is which that what I, white elephant is? Yeah, that's I, what white elephant is, and oh. that idea makes me literally want to vomit. Like, if if that type of gift giving thing was ever suggested in a room full of people, that room full of people should have all left that person alone to think about what they've done. But uh, so kind of, but no. <laughs> Secret Santa, I think, is just like $10 minimum, draw a name from a hat, think of the most um, thoughtful thing that you can get for that person under $10 or whatever the limit is. Yeah, okay. It's a little different than White Christmas where you just go and buy something and then do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around and then you end up with like a, just a random joke. That's something that was brought up in the office was uh, for people with kids, if they said that big gifts were from Santa or from mom and dad that depended on who that, that depended a lot on who in our household provided the gift and what they said. But as far as my wife and I are concerned with that, I let Santa get credit for big gifts just <laughs> so, because, yeah, okay. just because you work so hard to like provide that to your family that why not saying that there hasn't been a big gift every once in a while from Santa. I know my wife and I will like, we'll find like one really nice gift and, and Santa provides that to them. But I overall, I don't, so the line well, I mean, really, but get none of that matters once they realize that yeah, Santa right? yeah. is not real. Oh, spoilers! Jesus, somebody beep that out with the turkey sound that Travis makes, or the <laughs> yeah, or the or the jingle bells, something I don't know. Yeah, it's a... jingle bells that nightmare out of here. Just put an alarming noise over. The... <laughs> <laughs> or just or just sample the what. Yeah, that. <laughs> All right. How about the yeah. serenity now? Yeah, yeah right. there you go. Perfect. There we go. Um, so, so really, the reason why, the only logical reason I can I, that I can think to why you would do that is really just out of consideration for the other kids that your kids are friends with, right? Because if they're in a place where, you know, San, if Santa didn't bring the kid at school, the biggest thing that they wanted, but they did bring it to your kids, then you're going to fuck with that kid. Like, well, make that kid feel like, well, what, what's wrong with me kind of thing. So, I mean, I understand that part of it, but again, I also grew up with my mom was the polar opposite of, of, of what Nate said. All the big gifts came from Santa and like socks and clothes and shit came from my mom. Mm. So, um you you're kind of picking which thing you're you're going to focus on like do you want to perpetuate the childhood like wonder of you know the the santa claus and and like see how long you can go with that or you know or do you kind of nowadays a lot of i feel like a lot of people are more conscious of their neighbor in that regard ironically when most people don't even know their neighbor's name next door for a cup of sugar, but they will, for some reason, decide to say that the big presents are from 
their parents as opposed to Santa because we don't want to ruin the childhood like wonder. But I feel it depends on the lore that your household has created for the big red man. And right. I'm not talking about Kane. I'm talking about Santa. <laughs> well, he was the big red machine. What, whatever. But he also was big and red. So I you don't, don't even know kids. your lore about red men. I well, get out of here. Yes, I do. Wait, I you're not talking to be about creative in my verbiage here. Jeez. Oh, oh man. fair enough. Ah. I was talking about Kane the wrestler. Yeah, I was the oh, big red good. machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, never Kane was. able, but. <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. If you want like, me to, I'll bust biblical? it out. We can get in. Like, we can get what? into the book. Oh, let's you, get it, biblical. Yeah, yeah. you want to get biblical on this. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about how you fell from belief when it came to the man. Uh, religion. Yeah, I was a kid, uh, and I think I asked my mom, and she was just like, "No, Santa's not real." It's us. And I was like, ah, I knew it. And then that was it, man. Life goes yeah. on. I started realizing that Santa's handwriting and my mom's handwriting and my dad's handwriting <laughs> were super similar. <laughs> uh, the only one whose handwriting, and I'll give him credit for this because that was the only one's handwriting who didn't look like theirs was Rudolph. And that was because they would put things like from the deer on the, my parents went hard on, on Mine that did stuff. Too. So Still do. Um, they would put stuff from the reindeer and stuff like that. And Rudolph always had his R's backwards. It looked like Tommy Pickles had like <laughs> grabbed a crayon and like, so like I had a harder time believing that Rudolph wasn't actually the one signing them than realizing that Santa wasn't the one signing them. But then I realized, well, all right, the jig's up. And then I had to keep it going for my little brother, which was fun. Cause then when you get to, when you get to like be a part of that and you're like still a kid. Yeah. That's fun. That's so fun. Yeah. I had a being blast able to do that. that. I loved doing that. Like we came up with so many good, we came up with like, we went to like, um, like a, sports lodge or whatever and got antlers and like left them out in the in the yard uh <laughs> so that like we woke up in the morning and like there was felt in the fireplace and we were like oh my god santa ripped his pants and then we like <laughs> ran outside and my dad had also gotten like hooves and like went up on the roof and like look there's hoof marks and, and footsteps on the roof one of the reindeer lost its antlers like it was it was almost like a Lucas. My brother cried when he saw the antlers because he thought a reindeer wouldn't be able yeah, to fly man. again. That's got to be mortifying. Yeah, he. Oh we thought God. that that he would think that was cool because he was like into like collecting like like bugs and stuff. So he thought, oh, maybe having a pair of antlers would be cool for him. Did not go that way. Absolutely mortified. Thought a reindeer lost its antlers. Didn't know which one it was. Oh my God, they're going to be one short next year. And we were like, no, they grow <laughs> back. Magical Christmas Santa powers. Horror movie for that. We did. Show. It was just for that moment. He, we, we explained it away by saying that they that reindeer shed their antlers every year, and that 
very similar to insects. They will grow back in the sea. I don't know. We came up with some bullshit. Antlers actually do. Lucas, yeah, I if know. you're listening to this yeah. podcast, I just want to apologize on behalf of your insensitive-ass brother who... Also, you're cool welcome for cooking. coming up with a bomb-ass story for some no, no. crazy this... fucking night Santa had this getting kid... lit at our house. This kid was like, let me create the world's most terrifying moment with deer antlers. <laughs> Listen, if I had left pieces of his bloody beard smeared to the wall. That would have just made it that much better. Uh, tur- turns out your little brother's a fan of true crime. Yeah. <laughs> we have to find Santa's corpse. <laughs> I almost spit my water up. <laughs> Is it in the basement? <laughs> Maybe it's yeah, in the I, furnace. It, that is pretty stellar, though. I won't lie. That is uh, That would have been probably the most epic thing. I, I would have been overwhelmed, I think. You know? well, we kept and, him going for... He, we, my goal was to make him believe one year longer so that I could rub it in his face when he got older. <laughs> oh. I was like, ha ha, we made you believe longer. <laughs> it ended up being about the same time. Yeah. For me, I I was raised in a, a, a semi-religious household, so that was my my parents didn't like the idea of lying to us, mm-hmm. and I respect that because I, as I you know, got older, I. I pondered if I was going to tell my kids the truth or continue to tell them a fable. And then does that, does that low key cause some kind of distrust with my kids and me? It made me question a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, something my wife enjoy the holidays is that whole thing. being able to get the kids amped about baking cookies for Santa and leaving them out with a cup of milk and having a note there written from him after he visited and all that stuff when I when I see how much fun my kids have it completely took that whole worry from me and I feel like so. there's room for both because I had both growing up as well. We had Santa, but we, my my dad was very adamant about the religious aspect of the meaning of the holiday. So, you know, there was, uh, you know, they'll get excited for Santa, but also don't remember, don't forget what the true meaning is. <laughs> and no. as a kid, I... as a kid, you were like, yeah, but also Santa. <laughs> Do you feel like do you feel like Christmas the the holiday of Christmas is losing its meaning currently because it it almost seems like when you when you share something about Santa it's like I want this for me as opposed to I would love this for me and this for somebody else or to help somebody else or you know no it's a perspective thing uh how how are you looking at it you know right i mean if you're talking about the media nobody's talking about jesus christ on target you know nobody's talking about 
you know, they are Mary and Joseph outside of getting your, 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 Oh my God, what's it called? The nativity scenes in the, in the aisles there. Nobody's really talking about that stuff because jokes on you. I talk about it all the time. Religion is a, and that's great. I mean, that's the thing is like, you should be able to people on Hanukkah, which Hanukkah first day yesterday, happy Hanukkah for those of you. Yeah. yeah, Happy Hanukkah. Um, you know, fucking the story of Hanukkah is awesome. You know, the story of the story of Christmas and it's in its own story is awesome. You know, atheists might think that it's the same level of, you know, fabulistic storytelling as Santa, but they're still having their kids play the Santa game. So, you know, if you if it's something that you believe in, if it's part of your faith and that's something that you want to. You know, also, you know, make them understand that, you know, during the holiday season, you can do it. Of course, every, any exposure that you can give your, your kid to those types of things makes them less tunnel visioned, I feel like, when it comes to certain worldly things like that. How about uh, Kwanzaa and that showing empowerment and upliftment for people as well? And this is where I wish my parents had spent more time on stuff like that because I know about Hanukkah, I know about Christmas. I'm not nearly as well versed with Kwanzaa. Um, so if anyone knows anything about it, by all means. So in Kwanzaa, they have they have seven principles, and the you know uh, meaning the the you know the, those. The words so like unity, self-determination, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. And similar to uh, similar to that of um, Hanukkah, you know, there it's oh, they have a uh, candle as well, right? They they yeah. Um, they light candles additionally with these principles Um, and it's God it's passing me what it's called but um, it's not very similar to the menorah Um, why does that sound familiar I feel like it's a canara yeah it's a canara it is okay. K-I-N-A-R-A. I, yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't know if I if I nailed this or not, but um, yeah, it's very. I I always try to make sure that I try to follow along because even with Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, there's always something to be taken from those. And and that can attribute to your life to help you continue to grow as a human being. Yep. So it's it's, it's we'll definitely share those on our Instagram. I feel like that's a fair thing to do for so that everybody can understand that. I think we should also share uh, meanings behind Hanukkah and so behind. Christmas. Yeah, embrace the majors. Yeah, and I think that's 
mainly why uh, it's so magical too because there's there's so it's there's something still there about being trying to be a good person right and and giving and and togetherness and love you know that existing is a pretty spectacular thing to me it's overwhelming in a sense too because you know we see a lot of division between people but to see that uh go away for a is nice it'd be nice if it went away for a while but um it's it's a it's a time thing but it's um something that i try though to continue to to go through the motions of is is remember the other holidays that are in this month and it's nice to share those and understand them and they just tell my kids about them as well try to make them uh well-rounded and knowledgeable about about how there's all different kinds of celebrations going on this month and it's awesome it's a lot of people with a lot of reasons to have a lot of unity yeah and they're all along the same lines in in and in, in end game outcome mm-hmm. and i think that that's i think that that's what's important about the season i would also say that this is a good tie-in to a conversation that off the cuff happened between Alec and I for like 45 minutes in the office um, with regards to greeting a part. Now I'm going to say there should be, there are two, I'm going to try and consolidate this so that we don't spend another 45 minutes on it because (laughs) there's, there's a way, there's an understood way for greeting in a retail environment and i believe that there is an understood way or there is more leeway for greetings in a non-retail environment and that is the age-old happy holidays or merry christmas or happy hanukkah or happy kwanzaa what is I wouldn't even say considered acceptable because in my opinion, I think they all are, but is there a more right greeting to say? Oh boy. (sighs) Look, I'm going to greet you the way that I'm going to greet everyone. And I would expect you to greet me the same way that you would greet anyone else. And that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, my so my thing is you can say whatever you want to me. Yeah. Uh, my style holidays and it's for the very reason that I was just talking about which was there's there's a lot going on around. So I try to just be all encompassing of those celebrating Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, you name it. So I just try to say happy holidays. I make it that type of thing. Not to mention, you know, like when you have Thanksgiving 
basically kicking that off. Then you've got the new year coming up. Like there's, there's like a million different holidays going on. So around this time of the year, I just say happy holidays. I try to generalize it because there, if I say have a happy Thanksgiving, you know, but I want them to also have a happy, you know, Christmas or what's, what's the like, what's the way to say it? Happy holidays, you know? And, and that's the way that I, I see that, you know, and then I don't have to get nitty gritty and be like, well, I hope you have a good afternoon, good evening and good night. You know, I can instead say have this. So maybe you celebrate Thanksgiving and you celebrate uh, Kwanzaa and then you have the new year. Well, happy holidays. So I just try to, I try to be just this like, this ball of saying, I hope this season is joyful for you. So I say happy holidays. And yeah. me won't offend me in any manner or, or any. You know, right. So kind of my, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, say what you were going to say. I was going to say, you know, that, that kind of inspires me to change it up a little bit this year because I haven't really stuck to anything. So I, I am going to stick to something different this year and kind of wish, uh, I don't know if joy is the right thing. I mean, uh, kindness. Be kind. I wish that people would be kind. So, and and I feel like the philosophical difference that Al, Alec hasn't even said anything yet, but what, Alec, you got something to toss in here? I've been like trying to cut back on interrupting people because it seems like that's where I always end up. I'm so fucking bad at interrupting. I do it constantly. No, no, no. You're good. I'm just trying to hold back. Um, I said like obviously Travis said like they were like when I first started saying this to a lot of people was basically around because like in like high school and every everywhere like you grow up it's like you know the people that are in your grade. I knew like if everyone kind of celebrated Christmas, there was a few kids who were Jewish. So when Hanukkah would come around, I'd say happy Hanukkah to them. Uh, when uh, Christmas would come around, basically everyone else got like a Merry Christmas. And then to, you know what I mean, uh, the few kids who were Jewish, I'd say like, you know, have a good week off or like, you know, happy holidays. And uh, it wasn't until I started working retail, I was like, we need kind of, you, you go to a wider net. And um, I wasn't in a place because a lot of places uh, make you say uh happy holidays uh it was our choice to choose whatever we want um i know some places make you say things or whatever but we could choose whatever we want and i think because what travis's big point was was that it feels like he wanted to have a conversation with the person about and i don't want to put words in your mouth but the um you wanted to have a conversation about what they celebrated and be it like, wasn't it wasn't necessarily have a conversation i think yeah. that it should so along with everything that we were talking about tonight about how everyone has their own way of celebrating in the holiday, my, my, method, my methodology is operating under the hive mind of, of understanding, which obviously is not exactly something that is prevalent and strong in our society right now, right? But if we all understood that everyone has a different means to their faith, that ends up with the same end game of, you know, kindness and joy during the season. You know, I feel like it would be nice 
to be able to go to someone and say, like, well, like what you were saying, if you know certain people, then you know certain things about them. But you could get to know something about someone that you don't know if you said Merry Christmas and they said back to you, Happy Hanukkah. Because now with just those pleasantries and your expressions of the things that you, you hold dear, you now know something more about that other person. So that if you were to see them in the future, you could address it more poignantly. And I feel like Happy Holidays is like casting a, it's, it's, it's niceness in spite of sincerity. It's niceness in spite of, in spite of the willingness to understand. I mean, it's commercialized. It's yes, and 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 that's I fine. I think that's I, the way you view it. I'd it is. That's what I'm saying. Hard against that idea of commercialization and say it's more about inclusion. I think that, but for the exact same thing that Nate was just saying, it is inclusion, but it's also, it's also, I don't know what to say. I'm going to say this. And I think that's, that's not that's not why I say it though, because I don't know what to say. It's because I understand the fact that everybody, and I respect and understand that everybody has a different holiday tradition or celebration. And so I say, happy holidays. Not to mention, there's additional holidays in there, like the New Year, etc. So. Yeah. <clears throat> It's all circumstantial for me. But um, I would I would say this, and I would say one big part that I feel like was kind of the breakthrough of our conversation was the idea yes. of wanting to know more. Like, were you in a world where you could say, Merry Christmas, this is what I celebrate. And they said back, well, you know, Happy Hanukkah. That's what I celebrate. I feel like, because like, like I said in retail, is like you when it gets closer to the... <laughs> Uh, season you go fast and like you kind of like have to ring within a minute and 30 seconds you don't get a lot you can't talk to customers like you usually do and that's where I could figure out what do you celebrate but usually the good thing is like any and um, something you could ask is always like if you're just casually chatting with someone I say is like do you have any plans for the holiday season and that's kind of where they'll say like I'm going to my sister's house for Hanukkah I'm going to my mom's house to celebrate Christmas or I'm staying home and celebrating Christmas with my family and at that point I would say like um it's just that's the way to do it and I feel like I get if you said Merry Christmas I see a lot of people kind of like just nodding their head or saying Merry Christmas back but I feel like if you say Happy Holidays you're more than likely to get that out of them like where they say oh well they either say happy holiday back or most times than not they'd actually would respond with their thing and i have no problem doubling down if i say happy holidays and you say merry christmas i'll shoot a merry christmas right back at you oh i'm the exact same way i'm just yeah. saying so and this is where you and i ended up going on just the philosophical difference where where the initial instigation of i don't know holiday greeting um to me I don't see I, I don't see a merit over an all encompassing. I, I see them neutrally the same. If you said happy holidays or happy, you know, if someone said happy Hanukkah to me or ha Merry Christmas or happy Kwanzaa to me, you know, and again, this is going back to this is how I view it. And this is how it would be awesome if everyone viewed it, because then there wouldn't be that like awkwardness. But mm -hmm. if someone 
came at you and said one of those things, and then you said your thing back, and they also received it the same way you received it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's higher yeah. expectations than what obviously Happy Holidays is the safest way to go. I think the the more conscious way to go, or not conscious, because I'm not trying to say that Happy Holidays is unconscious or subpar in any way, the, shape, or form. It's the PC. It's it's the politically correct way to go. I wouldn't even say that. I mean, also, each year is like you saying. I'll get I get kind of Happy Holiday season. It's a seasonal I will, thing. I would say just happy holidays in general is more close to what you guys are looking for when you're saying you want that like thing, because like I said, one working besides people and you you're shooting out a, like one person every minute and a half. And you say, you say the greetings, obviously you say, what's your plans? What are you doing? Find everything you like, all that jazz. And then you say yeah. the happy holidays, <clears throat> you say Christmas or you say Hanukkah or Kwanzaa sometimes actually in case what they ask, I can tell you right now from me, sitting there saying happy holidays and the people next to me who did say Christmas, that mutual respect and understanding of like the holiday season, it comes from happy holidays. Right. And that's where I'm saying that I feel like the re that, that should, that should be the same in both ways. That's where, that's what I'm saying. It should go both ways from, 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 from either because it's all about the same thing. Right. So if everything is about the same thing, then it shouldn't matter what angle you're saying your greetings from. Right. I wouldn't say that because no offense, but you guys both celebrate Christmas. So yeah, if, but I also if, wait, have second, family members who celebrate Hanukkah. I, I have such a I have with. such a broad perspective on on humanity. And that and having I, traveled that the world. That defensiveness though is like that's one of those things. Let them finish. Yeah. But I'm saying, if you sit here, and you have Merry Christmas. If yep. you don't hear Happy Holidays, the majority percentage you're going to hear is you're going to hear Merry Christmas. If you don't hear Happy Holidays, that's what you're hearing is Merry Christmas. And that's cool for someone who, I guess, celebrates Christmas. But how many times are you the person that doesn't celebrate Christmas and someone says Merry Christmas to you? Do you just give up on saying Happy Hanukkah or this and that and maybe not feel like your holiday is kind of like, you know what I mean? Oh, you had brought so, this up before in the last conversation. Yeah, and, and again, this is... want to say things back and well, they may have anxiety about certain things. And I would say just encompassing it saying, I'm open to all holidays. I hope whatever you celebrate is good. Because there's so many times that if... So I'm, where you got me in our, in our conversation before was people with anxiety. People who maybe didn't feel like they could say back... Uh, the thing that they that that they believe that they have their faith in or whatever for anxietal reasons for reasons that they they literally just couldn't get that out now can i throw something out there uh, one second i would rope one thing in there too is the people who have said so many times they say merry christmas and they say happy hanukkah and then they just give up you know what i mean because there's people that like you'll say i've heard people see merry christmas too and they just nod their head and they go yeah and they walk away well, again, in, in the situation that I'm describing, it's not one of those things where you're, you're exhausted. I mean, people get exhausted saying happy holidays. So, you know, it's, it's a two way you can have the same thing is, is possible. That variable is, cons- is a constant across any genre of greeting. So this is perfect for me. How many times are we throwing this greeting out to the same people? I'm only wishing you guys Merry Christmas 
like fucking once. <laughs> Maybe twice, you know. I'll text it to you on Christmas Day since we won't be working, but it, it doesn't make like I'm not so a, this is obnoxious. A- like that would be saying, Hey, every time you see someone in passing, you're gonna say, Hey, Merry Christmas. And like that's just absurd. I don't even say hello to ev- every time I walk by someone. Well, I'm saying like I, if you meet a lot of people and like I guess because right now we're saying Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, but we both all agree on the fact. Well, I'll, I'll say me and Travis. I didn't hear your two inputs, but like if you know somebody, you know what they celebrate, and therefore you have that greeting for them. Yeah, sure. Like, this also, is for the people you meet on the street. Like I won't see this guy tomorrow, yeah. but I sure would like to you know wish him whatever he's doing. Yeah, so that's a one. It's a one and done. Yeah, if you fuck it up, you fuck it up. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not walking up to somebody at the checkout counter as I walk in, be like, "Hey, happy holidays." I also realize how insensitive that makes me sound, and I'm. I'm not insensitive. I. uh, I'm just. Well, and I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people will view. (laughs) Fucking people burn me out, man. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of listeners will view my my point of view as insensitive as well. But again, my point of view is from the mindset of, and again, it would require both parties to think this way. Again, I said hive mind, which is being able to express in your individuality to someone else who then felt comfortable enough to express their individuality and religion and beliefs, and then have that exchange, that understanding, that acceptance, and that and that growth moving forward of knowledge that there are other people out there who are doing other things. So, it, it's Hop basically. So, sorry to cut you off. I just want to hop in here real quick, too, because I wanted to correct um, a misstatement that's in here. Um, for the holiday greeting, too, for Kwanzaa would be joyous Kwanzaa, not happy Kwanzaa. Oh, awesome. I like that. <sighs> See, and yeah, I would never have known that, that if we there. were saying happy holidays all the time. Or if the person wasn't comfortable saying it back to me. So it's one of those things where it's like this is this is quite a discussion too at that. So peace I mean, that to would... all, peace to all this Ex- holiday exactly. season. Peace to it's... all, and just find some peace within, man, because that's it's... that's the first step. And honestly, it's quite a conversation to have as people too. You know, I w- I would end it with this, and this is something that me and Travis both agree on. Is like. In the end of the day, you can have your preference to say what you want, but I don't believe that you should be mad if someone says either or. Exactly. Because I feel like the saying of Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, or Joyous joyous Kwanzaa? Have a Joyous Kwanzaa? Joyous Kwanzaa, yeah. Joyous Kwanzaa. You know what I mean? Either or, I feel like when you say that... I don't. I really hope no one's saying that from a rude point of view. Right. That would be that would be terrible. And yeah, there's, there's in my life where where something like that has come up, and I've been like, Ugh. and we both agreed on this: where the people who get mad at that stuff, they don't deserve the holiday. <laughs> like, uh, there was people, and the one thing that upset me the most, and I told you about this, was like when I used to work retail, and like I would say happy holidays because I'd want to be inclusive yeah. and get like kind of like what you're looking for is when people respond back. Like that's what I was looking for. I was waiting for somebody to say, you know, happy Hanukkah, or Merry Christmas, so I could say it back to them. And that was the way I could get it. Right. But this old lady comes up and she goes, they make you say happy holidays. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's she my choice. Like uh, basically. Yeah. And 
and I said, no, it's my choice. I, I just, I were allowed to say whatever we want. And I just want to make sure that, you know, everyone know, look, whatever that. And I said, and she said, well, Merry Christmas. And I said, Merry Christmas to you too. I mean, if you tell me it's Merry Christmas, I'll give you a Merry Christmas because I'm right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And see, and that's the thing is like, I don't go around being like, Hey, I don't go up to like fucking people running the cash register or, you know, whatever. And be like, Hey, you know, what would be cool if we all had this live mind. Right. And we all were able to understand what each other were saying without getting hive mind. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not the one. I don't just go, leans in make real me close itchy. over the cash register. Yeah, Listen, man, hear me out, man, hear me out. I have like an audio soundtrack of just bees buzzing in my hoodie somewhere. <laughs> yeah, not making me bees. uncomfortable. You know, so it's not, it's not bad. It's just something that I think of, like maybe once <laughs> during the year. Like, wouldn't it be nice? And then I continue living my life, doing the same thing that you do, which yeah. is give people what they want. Which is joy and peace and greetings. Holiday greetings. I think that's a good place for us to to bring that to a close. Um, <laughs> look, we have much more in store. We still have a whole second holiday episode coming for everybody. But Another before one. we end this, I want to play a little game with you guys. Um, just give a simple answer. So this one's called movie or book. And I just want you to show out, uh, shout out if you preferred the movie or the book. I'm going to name off a few titles uh, that are both movies and they're, and they're good reads as well. So, uh, First one I'm going to throw out at you guys is Polar Express, movie or book? Book. Book. The Jinx. Grinch Who Stole I Christmas. The book. Oh, Wait. Well, hold on. Never mind. We you should read the book. I... I've never read the book either. The, the book is important, but... We'll get which... to that in the next... Oh, yeah, let's... Yeah, book. Acting like I read. It's both for me. It's a, it's a kid's book, man. The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Um, so are you talking about book or movie or movie or movie? Uh, book or movie is what we're talking about here. So I've pick, never read the book, the so book or, or the movie. I haven't read the book, but there are movies, and I prefer the Jim Carrey one. Okay. Um, That's opinionated. How about Christmas Carol? Um, um, movie. Uh, the Muppets I've, movie. I've never, I've never read or seen neither. Muppets neither. one for me as well, Charles. Yeah. Um, Last one, the night before Christmas. So my Christmas Carol movie? would have just been a, a stage production of that. It wouldn't be any of the movies. That's fair. What was the last one? The night before Christmas. Is that uh, a movie? The book. Book. It's book a book, but is there a movie? There is a movie, yes. Yikes. You know the Nutcracker is a book. Yeah. I thought it was a wrestling move. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll, uh... well, fuck you, and we'll see you next episode, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
Fuck you and happy holidays. Well, Aunt Lisa's drunk again. Hide all the change. Nobody wants to find pennies in their gravy. Everyone has their own Uncle Mike, the Clark Griswold of the family, fucking with the Christmas tree and lights only to have it collapse on the small children below. At least the dog got some of the ham. Uh, oh, he's, he's vomiting. He's vomiting under the kitchen table. I'm not cleaning it up. I didn't see it, so I couldn't have known. I'm not cleaning up. There's that story again, the one about how back in their day, a tree only cost $5 and the sky was bluer. Fair point, Great Uncle Donnie, but if it was back in your day, Uncle Malcolm would have to sit at a segregated table during dinner, so maybe not so great? Also, you've had cranberry sauce hanging from the corner of your lip for the duration of your story, and there is now a money pool of when you will either lick it off your face or cough it off, due to that single lung not being what it used to. Congrats to Cousin Kevin. He won $20. Great. So now I'm out five bucks and I still don't have my pie. Family picture time. Glad I wore my gray sweatpants with the matching gray sweatshirt. Call me the overcast Michelin man because I am gray and stuffed. Luckily, it's only 20 degrees out and the people taking the picture haven't operated a camera at a higher level than a Kodak dispensable in 20 plus years, so I'm sure this will be quick. Was everyone smiling? Were they? Because if not, we're all gonna die out here. Grandma wants to know we all had a great time in her Dutch oven of a house. Ah, the goodbyes. Time to herd all the children who came from parts unknown. The snowy yard, the living room, a random closet. For hugs and goodbyes. Hi, you're listening, um, I'm sorry. What, what was the what was the thing again? It's, it's you. Get here. All right. This is just a picture of your feet. What? Union Union Break. You're listening to Union Break Pod. Thank you for your support, and we appreciate you reaching out on all of our socials at 